Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. I am reporting live from a field at 8am on New Year's Day. My name is Scroobius Pip and this is my Films of the Year podcast. How are you all? I hope you're all well. Um, hope you all had a new, a lovely New Year's Eve um, and are having a lovely New Year so far as you hear this. It's been another amazing year for films, in my humble opinion. This year, we'll get onto it, but this year has been one of the hardest to whittle down my top 16. A lot of you know, if you've, if you've, you've listened before, you'll know my uh, process. I list every film I see, every new release film I see. I saw about 100 this year. And if I think they're going to be in the running for my films of the year, I put a little star by them. And if I think they're going to be a dead cert for my films of the year, I put two stars by them. Um, I then go through, I look how many one stars I need to upgrade to two stars. And that's how we come up with the films of the year list. But this year, I had, I think, twice as many two stars as I needed. I had about 32 stars come the end of the year. I watched three films in the last 24 hours of the year and all of them made it into my top 16. It's been hell. I had to knock some really good things out. But I'm going to share it all with you today. Yeah, we're in for a treat, ladies and and gentlemen. A few house rules. Do hit me up and tweet me about the films that you've enjoyed the most. Do not hit me up to let me know I've got my films of the year wrong. I've not. I've not. They're my films of the year. If you do your your films of the year, don't let anyone tell you you've got them wrong. It's your films of the year. That's what does me in with people arguing over tier lists on social media. It's become a popular thing in recent years. Here's the definitive tier list for ice creams. Here's the definitive tier list for TV shows. Kids TV shows. No, no, it's your definitive list. It's not the definitive list. Congratulations! I'm glad you've 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 ranked everything. I'm very pleased for you, but it's not the definitive list. It's your definitive list. Also, don't hit me up saying, "Oh, you should have seen this," unless you've checked that I haven't. <laughs> God, I'm a dickhead. Uh, but these things do end up annoying you when you get lo- loads of people doing it. I will be giving you the full list of films I've seen this year at the end in order. Um, at the start, I'll give you the the the, the runners up, the one stars. That's there's, there's a lot of them. I've enjoyed a lot of films this year. I've been dead lucky. At the start, I'll give you the one stars, the runners up, and then I'll go into the top sixteen films of the year. Before we get into that, a lot of people always ask because um, my New Year's Eve is always film based, and I watched. I I stay at home on my own. I cook myself some food and I watch a film. This year, I watched Naught. Norte, 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 the end of history, four-hour Filipino film, and it was bloody fantastic. Other bit of business I want to get out of the way. I can't remember if I mentioned this last year, but there was a film out. I think it was out of the film the year before last, but it's called Dinner in America, and I watched it outside of, like, like when I do my films of the year list, I only put in stuff I watched that came out that year by New Year's Day if you know what I mean. The release date of it is murky. I don't know when it came out, because it's an indie film, so it, it probably had a few, you know, small releases and things like that. But I think it's astounding, and not only would it have been in my films of the year, it's it's a straight into one of my films of all time, and I want to recommend it to all of you. As I said, it's called Dinner in America. On this list, you will hear, as ever, my films of the year list does tend to have a range of fairly highbrow films not very highbrow at all and not the slightest bit highbrow um i would say this sits somewhere in the not very highbrow towards the not highbrow at all it's fantastic i won't tell you too much more about it brett goldstein if you're listening and you have not seen dinner in america go and see it it's brilliant or get it buy it on blu-ray immediately anything else i need to tell you we're brought to you as ever by speech development records.com you can get all the merch there. Patreon.com forward slash Scroobius Pip and Twitch.tv forward slash Scroobius Pipio. I've made two kind of little short films on Twitch this year. One's called The Blair Twitch Project. One's called A Twitchmas Carol. 
they're both on my Twitch in the video c- collections section, highlights or something like that. I don't know. They're in there somewhere. Go and watch them. Again, specifically for Brett Goldstein, he'll enjoy at least the first little, little moment, and it is a moment, in the Twitchmas Carol. So um, give them a look. We're doing interesting things over there, guys. It's not just, just gaming. There's a fair chunk of gaming as well. But there's interesting things going on. Um, is that everything? Can can Buddy Peace drop the uh, the theme tune for the first time of 2023? I'm walking around and I've just found this big abandoned uh, building. It's quite scary. But that's actually also a, that's true, but it's also a reference to something I've mentioned. The Blair Twitch project, in fact, which is also on my, on my YouTube, because it was a live stream I did where I went to try and find an old church, an old spooky church in the woods near me. Yes, that's everything, isn't it? Let's get on with a bloody podcast, shall we? Buddy, peace. The best producer in the podcast game. Drop that. Drop that intro. Right, here we are, in a field on New Year's Day. What better place to be? Let's kick things off by telling you the runners-up. I told you in the intro, this was the most hotly contested year to date. I'm going to try and get through the runners-up as quickly as possible. I'm not going to go into great detail, but there's a lot of films there I really enjoyed, so I might struggle. Look, I'm already out of breath. I've gone up a hill. Right. Uh, let's do these in order. L- Licorice Pizza was a runner-up. I thought it was astounding. Tender Bar, I thought got massively overlooked. Be- beautiful film. Mass, I thought was wonderful. Nightmare Alley, only only wasn't really in the running for films there because I didn't know why it was made because it's almost a shot-for-shot r- remake of a film I adore called Nightmare Alley. But it was lovely and all the performances were great. The Tragedy of Macbeth... Belfast, Sing 2, The Duke, Paris, 13th District. I recommend hunting that down if you didn't catch it. Uh, The Batman. Hang on, let me check because I'm seeing one that's only got one star but is on my films of the year. I thought it was. It is. Let me correct that starage. Fresh, worst person in the world. The outfit, The Northman. Hang on, did that make my... Is that not in my... It's not. The Northman was was a lock-on for my films of the year. I don't know how it's been bumped out, but there we are. Bendetta, a wonderful and slightly uncomfortable watching this, this, this cinema. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I enjoyed it. You can all go fuck yourself. Dashcam, speaking of uncomfortable watches, really weird to watch a film with a protagonist that is basically everything that you hate. Uh, Top Gun Maverick. An absolute joy. The Black Phone, loved it. Elvis loved it. I enjoyed Thor, Love and Thunder. It might have been influenced by the post-credit scene, but um, I know a lot of people hated on that. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I didn't think it was the best Thor. Of course I didn't. Jesus. See how they run. I adored. Nope. Nope didn't make the films of the year. What are you in for? There's some films to come. Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Not being sarcastic. Sling it on. It's on Disney. It's really good. The score. I adored the score. That was right up there for a while. I've heard that it got really bad reviews. I thought it was fantastic. I loved the character I was meant to love and I despised the character I was meant to despise. Perfect. Crimes of the Future. A very unusual watch in the cinema. Mona Lisa and the Blood Moon. And I used to be... Famous. I watched them back to back and loved them both. Really r- recommend I used to be f- famous on Netflix. The Woman King w- w- was in my films of the year list right until the last moment. What a movie. The, the Stranger, Three Day Millionaire, I adored. Uh, the Menu, The Good Nurse, I told you there's a lot. Watcher, Emily the Criminal. If you didn't catch Emily the Criminal, give it a look. Triangle of Sadness is one that was in my... F- it had two stars right up until last night. 
Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. I haven't just watched every film. Bones and All is another one that had two stars until last night. Glass Onion and Knives Out. Mystery, I've talked about that on Twitter. I enjoyed it, all right? Fuck off. The Wonder Fool. Now, Fool is one I need to give a little bit of time to because Fool is probably the film that gave me the most physical reaction of the year. But it was an unpleasant physical reaction. And I think I've marked it down because of that. It's such an uncomfortable watch. It's about two climbers. And man, it's amazing. It's amazing. But I was squirming, genuinely squirming in my seat. Right, three more, two more. Do Revenge, loved it. It's in us all, loved it. It is in us all. There, the runners-up. That is the long list as such. Congratulations to everyone who made it. (laughs) Yeah, just wonderful. So many good films. But let's start with the first film on my films of the year list. And that film is a little film called Brian and Charles. Um, It's been getting so much praise. It's by David Earl, who I've had on the podcast. A lot of you know I'm a big fan of. And I think a decent friend of. I got sent a link to Brian and Charles which first which surprised me straight off the bat because David Earl isn't one for David Earl despises everything he does so the fact he sent me a link I thought what's going on here and then I went oh it's directed by Jim Archer who's really good so maybe it's just he can enjoy it because someone else has worked on it but it blew me away I thought it was absolutely astounding it's the story of Brian Gittins who has made who lives on his own in the countryside and he decides to make a robot friend, Charles Petrescu. And I've been aware of those two characters for years. I've seen them live many times, but I wasn't ready for what was to come with the heartwarming and hilarious story that that they've put together here. It's glorious. And then it was glorious to watch it get so much praise and love. This is a little indie film that in... Was it Empire? Empire Magazine's end-of-year issue... They had Charles Petrescu on the front cover alongside Black Panther, like The Woman King, you know, all these huge other films that may be in my list, so I've not mentioned them, but it's absolutely astounding. If you saw the short of this a few years back, and thought, I've seen the short, honestly, watch the film. It's a different level, and it was just, yeah. I had Jim Archer on the podcast and David Earl on the podcast separately, that's how into this film I, I am. Um, and it's the first film of my 2023 films of the year. I'm looking at my record run. I'm already down to one bar of battery, so I'm switching out. Um, I'm going to change the battery now already. Yeah, I bought spare batteries. I'm that kind of guy. Right, hang on. It, it'll be un- imperceptible to you because... Uh, It'll be edited together. All right, I'll be a second. We back, baby! Sorry, I've got the old battery in my mouth. We back, baby! Let's continue on, shall we? The second film on my films of the year list. This is the first tour about kind of slightly sad weirdos. Red Rocket. I'd, I was waiting for this for ages. I was so excited to go and catch it in the, in the, the cinema new film by Sean Baker, who did Tangerine and The Florida Project, which are two of my absolute favourite films. Can't recommend them enough too if you haven't seen them. Do a triple bill. Red Rocket sees Simon Rex playing a retired or kind of failed porn star returning to his hometown. Um, failed in, <laughs> in probably the, the porn world, but the whole kind of angle of him returning to his hometown is a balance of returning as the successful kind of legend and also as the failure. It's great. I really enjoyed it. It's odd at times. It's an uncomfortable watch at times. A few of the storylines are a bit challenging in a way, but so are a few of the storylines in Licorice Pizza when you get down to it. But um, yeah, I really thought it it was a wonderful film. Sean Baker has a way of tackling any subject 
and making it feel like he's not tackling a, a, a subject. I say that because there was a lot of controversy when words started to get out about this film because it was rumoured that Sean Baker was making a film about sex work and this was why... What's her name? I can't remember her name. A beautiful young actress and kind of socialite who joined OnlyFans and caused a lot of uproar because she made like millions in the first day and it kind of... She started an OnlyFans claiming that it was going to be one thing and it was something else and it did discredited a lot of sex workers and people who have been working hard on that platform for a long time. Bella Thorne. Bella Thorne. And yeah, I think at the time it was rumoured that she was working on, on a film with Sean Baker about sex work. He confirmed that wasn't the case. But there's obviously also, there's always a lot of concern when films are made on any contentious and tough subjects whether it's going to be approached truly and fairly and justly I guess I've gone off on a right tangent he did a great job of course he did he's Sean Baker he's amazing he adores cinema um, and that comes through in every cell of every film he makes speaking of adoring cinema another previous guest my favorite director of all time i had my favorite director of all time on the podcast this year gaspar noe and his film that came out this year vortex is so different from anything he's ever done before gaspar is known for really making tough to watch films i love to watch them in cinemas because i love the moment of silence as everyone exits the awkwardness of we've all been through this together as such <laughs> I, I love it but vortex is something completely different but equally uncomfortable it's gentle it's caring but it doesn't l- look away it's the story of an elderly couple essentially going through one of them going through dementia i mean dario argento is 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 one half of the couple horror legend we're going to talk about horror a fair bit this is a weird year i've got more horror in than i've ever had i think but this i guess is horror in a different way quite early on this isn't a spoiler kind of a split screen effect is brought in and that could be shit and gimmicky it's not in this case it's really beautiful um and we've follow husband and wife at the same time as they're getting on with their lives and in their moments of panic of confusion weakness yeah it's a beautiful film it's not what you'd expect from 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 gasper at all i urge you to, to go and listen to that episode of the podcast i think it comes through that i can consider ending the podcast there because i'd had my favorite director of all time on i'd had stephen fry on which i considered ending the podcast there because of thou shall not question stephen fry and him being an absolute dude um and then i had gasper noe on but i decided not to end it because i need to tell you about all these films let's move on to the next one the next film in my films of the year list is x it's been in my opinion a hell of a year for original and fun horrors, right? X came to my attention because it's A24, and my mate Dutch was working on it. Shout out to Dutch. So during the pandemic, he sent a few pictures saying, I'm off to a uh, a farm to, to make a horror, essentially. And I was like, all right, well, this feels like it's come out of nowhere and is a reaction to the pandemic and restrictions. I wonder if this will be dog shit. Obviously, with Dutch working on it and all the amazing people involved, it is not. A24 don't tend to miss for me, but this has got Mia Goff, General Ortega, who's had a huge year as Wednesday in the Adams Family kind of reboot. The basic story is a group of kind of hippies rent a kind of barn on a farm to make a porno. And things unravel from there. 
It's a lot of fun. Uh, I saw it in the cinema again. I saw most of these in the cinema. I saw it on the day it came out. Um, so I went in with none of the hype, I don't think. Um, it then got loads of hype because it's just, it's a romp. <laughs> it's a romp, ladies and gentlemen. And, you know, sometimes we all need a bloody, a bloody good romp. All right, if you don't mind. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. And there's, as said, a few more a few more horrors on my list that I just felt were a romp. Um, I always pick my list on the things I just enjoyed the most this year. So, oh, hang on. I didn't read out... Hang on. I was going to say, because there was a film that was right in my... Yeah. It's because it's got two stars by it still. That's how late it dropped out of the... of the of the final 16. I'm just going back to my list where I read out... The long list. All Quiet on the Western Front is a film that was the last film to to drop out of my top 16 here because it's astounding. But that isn't a romp. That's a beautiful, wonderful work of art. And the reason it came to mind is there's a few films in my list that film nerds or film critics will probably hear and go, how can you put that on your list and not All Quiet on the Western Front? Which, as said, is absolutely astounding. I've, I've still got some doubt and reserves over leaving it off the list. Um, it's on Netflix. It's a German w- war film, and it's just... It's harrowing, but it's wonderful. But as I said, my films of the year list is always stuff that I just think I've enjoyed the most and just had the most f- fun with. And again, there's going to be some dark and painful films on this list, but I don't know. I'm over-explaining. Next on the list, speaking of having fun, is Everything Everywhere All at Once. Speaking of A24, Everything Everywhere All at Once is now the biggest film A24 have ever made. It's cleaned up at the box office and with awards. It's Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert. And it is everything people are saying it is. There's only been two films on this Films of the Year list that I watched twice, and this was one of them. I almost got a third viewing in before the year was out. It's just amazing. It's beautifully bonkers. And Michelle Yao is amazing in the lead. Um, the whole cast is amazing. Everyone's amazing. It's an amazing cast, an amazing script, and really inspirational. I recommend watching this if you've ever had any desire to write a script or to make f- films, right? But be careful, because I found this film equally inspiring and crushing. Part of me watched this film and went, well, what's the fucking point? (laughs) What's the point of... Let's just shut up shop. What's the point in any of us attempting anything when there's people out there hit there with with this in their minds? And who can bring this out of their minds and onto our screens in such a perfect manner? But then the other half, the better half that I leaned into, was the half that watched it and went, right, all bets are off, ladies and gentlemen. The rule book has been torn up. You can do anything you fucking want in film. You can have as many ideas and as many thoughts and you can go off on as many tangents. Nothing is too weird. Nothing is too big. Some of the performances are just astounding. The costumes are astounding. The whole art direction, all of it is wonderful. It deserves all the praise it's getting. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Get it in your, in your eyes, in your ears, inject it into your veins and just have a lot of fun with it, all right? Next up, a film I've not really seen anyone talking about and it was a, sh- a shoo-in for my films there. I think it's the only film that I believe after watching it, I text, I'm going to keep mentioning Brett Goldstein because I love him dearly and what a f- year Brett Goldstein's had by the way but we could do a whole podcast on that trust me um, Hustle it's on, on Netflix Netflix don't always make good films but when they do by God do they have Adam Sandler in them Uncut Gems was, was one of my films of the year f- f- a few years back this ain't that but it's bloody wonderful yeah I really really enjoyed it I went in kind of I just, just wanted to something to watch. I said I hadn't heard that much hype, I don't think. And I just thought, oh, I'll, sl- I'll sling this on and s- see what it's like. It's Adam Sandler as a kind of aging basketball scout. 
He loves it. It's his passion going out and finding who's who's going to be the next star and giving them their big big break, finding these kids in in rough areas, um, taking them off the streets and changing their life through all the opportunities financially and socially that basketball can offer. Um, listen to them leaves. I've, I've veered off into the woods because I didn't want to freak out a runner that was coming along my path yeah it's really good the kind of conflict is the the the, this is is quite early on but basically the owner he's worked with for his whole career is no longer the owner and there's some question marks over if he's going to keep being a scout if he's going to become a coach if he's going to yeah what he's going to do it also touches really beautifully but not overdoes the kind of conflict of of having a family when your life is something like that is on the road, is you know in hotels on your own all the time. It's really good. It's really good. I don't know why more people aren't talking about it. As said, I've not seen it. I want to say I've not seen a single r- r- review or mention of it. Am I crazy? Is it dog shit? I don't think it is. I think it's really good. Whenever you listen to this if you've got your your Friday evening or your Saturday evening f- free that's coming up g- grab yourself a takeaway and pop this on and let me know what you think or strap yourself in and watch my next film of the year also on Netflix R R R um, I saw a lot of people talking about this Edgar Wright former guest Edgar Wright was raving about this. I saw a lot of film directors talking about this. It feels like it's Bollywood versus Hollywood. It's a hell of a film. It's a action, you know, musical romp about two specific characters during... Obviously, it's a fictional story, but during the kind of 1920s uprisings and revolution in India. And it's just so much fun. It's about three hours long, but don't be put off. I know a lot of you look at film running times when you're scrolling and go, oh, that seems a bit much. But let me tell you this. If someone said, here's a lovely slice of cake, would you go, oh, it's a bit big. Someone said, this is the best cake in the world. Would you go, oh, I only want a tiny bit. I only want a mouthful. Or would you go, bring me a fucking plate of the stuff. Sling it in a bucket. RRR is cinematic joy piled into a bucket and slung on your doorstep. So I urge you to take that bucket in and just ram your head into it. Dive your head into it and devour this joy of a movie. The action is astounding. I think that's why it got a lot of of hype because a lot of people were saying this beats you know the marvel films of 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 recent years this beats your tom cruise films and again i don't want to overhype this it probably equals them let's say because tom cruise is a fucking lunatic god bless him but yeah it's amazing the action is amazing the dance sequences are amazing the story is amazing the two lead performances are absolutely astounding. They're glorious. Um, and if you watch this and enjoy it, I highly recommend a previous film of the year that's also on Netflix, AK versus AK, which truly is Hollywood versus Bollywood. Um, but yeah, that's really amazing. Very different from this, but because of the words I said, Hollywood versus Bollywood, it's really good. But yeah... A joy of a film, a hell of a ride. Strap yourselves in. And speaking of rides, this next film, I think this might be the film that a lot of people get annoyed are in my film is in my films of the year list over, say, an all quiet on the Western Front or um, other absolutely adored films, Licorice Pizza. I said these films, but again, I want to reiterate, I adored those films. I thought they were astounding. Not making my films the year list is not... Is that crow having some? You want some? 
Nah, exactly. I turn round. Fucking prick. Where was I? Bullet Train. I fucking loved Bullet Train. I went to see Bullet Train. 10.30am screening on my birthday on my own. And I was excited because I hadn't heard much about it. All I really knew was it was directed by David Leitch, who I'm a big fan of. I really tried to work with on on the Daredevil film he made. I got an audition. Not Daredevil, Deadpool. Um, I got an audition and all that. I was a big fan of his film Atomic Blonde. I was a big fan of his work on Daredevil, the series. Obviously, a big fan of John Wick. So from the things I've said there, you know that this is going to be kind of action-packed, fast-paced. But it's so fun and colourful and joyous. It's Brad Pitt, Zazie Beats, Bad Bunny, Joey King, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, and so many more amazing people all on a train. It's basically not snakes on a plane, it's hitmen on a train. And they're all trying to one-up each other as such. Brad Pitt is wonderfully charming as the reluctant hitman who's lucky. Yeah, it's just really good. There's there's just some... The characters are... Re- I really enjoy the characters. Each character feels full and feels like it, c- it could have its own its own thing. It's got a bit of a feel of your kind of Japanese... Um, obviously, it's set in Japan, but you know when you have your kind of... your killer movies or your... Yes, samurai m- m- movies or whatever. or your Bruce Lee movies and he's going through and meeting a different kind of enemy and they all seem so cool and so realised and maybe that's because they don't need <laughs> too much depth because <laughs> in those Bruce Lee films they're there for one fight kind of thing it's got that vibe in the kind of in the instant wow this is a, a recognisable character instantly it's re- really good fun and it's the only other film that I've seen t- twice uh, uh, this year. And I enjoyed it as much the second time. Yeah. I, I posted about it, I think, on my birthday. And I said, I've just watched this, and it's one... I go and, s- and see a film on my own on my birthday every year, in the morning, in the cinema. And I posted saying that this is one of my favourite years of films. Maybe my favourite s- s- since the first Guardians of the, the Galaxy, I think. Um, they're probably m- my two favourite birthday films now and I had a few people say what do you think of all the all the criticisms oh I ain't seen the fucking criticisms I enjoyed it so now I'm not going to go and read the criticisms (laughs) because why would I I wouldn't I wouldn't be reading them anyway but yeah apparently it got criticized for some reason I don't know I said I thought it was an absolute joy I think David Leach I'm always going to be in the cinema for for his films really good Really good film. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. Thank you. Another joyous horror. Another A24 film. Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Back on the fun horror. Amazing script, amazing cast, including Rachel Senop from last year's Shiva Baby that was on the Films of the Year list. Um, Mahala Harold, Harold, sorry, from Industry. Pete Davison. And yeah, just... It's just a lot of fun. I don't know what's happening in horror at the moment. But as I said, there seems to be a lot of people getting the opportunity to make fun, original, modern-feeling horrors. And this is an example of that. This is a group of hip young kids who get together in one of the, the, the... They're rich kids. In one of the rich kids parents kind of mansion to have a hurricane party a hurricane's going to hit they think we'll all get together and have a hurricane party they play a game called bodies 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 which is basically a murder mystery anyone who's seen knives out or the traitors amazing tv show this year i didn't get to mention that in my tv shows the year actually in my tv shows the year i'm sure i would have talked about industry i'm not sure i talked about it much actually industry series two i thought was even better than industry series one and industry series one was one of my tv shows the year that year absolutely amazing this year um i think so many of that cast are going to go on to huge things and this is, is one of them in Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. But I didn't get to mention Traitors because I hadn't seen that yet. Go and watch Traitors on iPlayer. It's brilliant. Um, but yeah, they play a murder mystery type game and things go awry. But it's 
so, so much fun. It looks cool and feels cool, which is bloody good. I don't now as I'm I'm walking along recording this and people are approaching. Um, so I feel like a Wally. But yeah, good morning. Yeah, it's really good fun. Everything gets a bit m- m- mad. There's some amazing... Like, the script is fantastic. There's a line in it about podcasts that that I've sh- I've I've filmed I've rec- I've I've screen recorded and shared sh- on socials because it cracked me up. Yeah, just really good. Oh, I got all self conscious then as I as I walked past a grown up. I said, good morning, <laughs> happy New Year. Loser. So we're into the B section of my films of the year. We've had B- Bullet Train. We've had Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Next up, Banshees of Inishiran. Martin McDonough, I better be getting him on the podcast actually, he was meant to come on previously and and didn't, but um, he's amazing. He's obviously the director, the writer and director of In Bruges, Seven Psychopaths, Three Billboards and A Partridge in a Pear Tree. That's not a film. But this is just, this was such a weird one because I'd heard loads of hype and there was a period of watching it and thinking, I don't know if this is as good as the others and then the more I just watched and lost myself in it the more I think it might be his best film of all time it's such a simple concept right it's set in the 1920s on an island in Ireland and two friends the amazing Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell um, they're they're lifelong friends and one of them has decided he doesn't want to be friends anymore and that's it. That's the whole story. Now, if I do have Martin on, I want to ask him if there's any allegories, is it allegories? Allegories at play that are talking about Ireland and England and Ireland deciding they don't want to be part of the UK anymore and the UK may be acting irrationally in response to that. Not seeing anyone to talk about that but that started to come to mind um probably isn't probably isn't at all i'm probably over over overthinking it but yeah it's really good there's an another amazing support performance from previous guest barry keogan he's amazing if you didn't see the green knight last year wonderful film and his his little character in particular astounding he's a real little superstar that boy I rate him massively. But yeah, this is fantastic. As soon as it was announced, I was on to Louise Keeley, um, the casting director, to say, look, if there's anyone in this film who's not Irish, oh, I mean, I'm fine. I, I'm, I'll, I'll get my accents on point. I almost played an Irish character in the American thing and bl- bl- Blind Boy of the Rubber Bandits uh, gave me some great tips and coached me a little bit to get my accent on point. But yeah... Obviously, there wasn't any opportunities for me to be involved, but what a film. I'm dying to work with Martin. I think he's just next level. A lot of people seem to have seven psychopaths at the bottom of his output. It's my favourite, until this maybe. But I love all of them. Again, as I keep saying on the films of the year list, films have come out this year that I adore and will adore for the rest of my life that haven't made the top 16. And that's fine. Right, let's continue on. We're getting towards the end, aren't we? Now we've got loads left. We're continuing on the B list, on the B section of the podcast. Barbarian. More fun horror. Now I'm starting to worry that this one is getting overhyped, but it's a whole load of fun. And I don't want to give too much away. Um, It's on Disney, which seems like a weird place for a strange indie-feeling horror. But it, I, I really enjoyed it. It felt like nothing I've seen before. Again, to not give too much away, previous guest Georgina Campbell, I had Georgina on years ago. Years ago. Wonderful actor and human. Came along to my club night once or twice. We have a lovely partner. Great great to see great people doing great things. Um, but yeah, Georgina Campbell's character b- b- books an Airbnb in a r- fairly rough area. And it's double booked with Bill Skarsgård. Um, there's storms, all sorts of things like that. It's a rough area, said. There's a decision then. Do you 
stay the night with that person or do you leave immediately? Are they trustworthy? Are they dodgy? Let the games begin. Big recommend from me. It's a cracker. It was another one that I was like, should this be on my films of the year list? Because it is just bonkers fun. And I'm, as I said, I'm knocking off f- films that are work like, as I said, I thought The Northman was just a unique achievement. And you could argue it's not made my films of the year list because I'm still bitter about the fact I was kind of meant to be in it. Um, and then I lost out at the last minute. I'm not, I'm not at all, honestly. I'm kidding on that. It's amazing. Um, I can't recommend it enough. But speaking of big, big, big recommendations, next up on my films of the year list is a film called Neptune Frost. Full disclosure, I was associate producer on this. So I went to the screening. I didn't have any involvement. Like I, I invested in it early and helped, helped in a small way, help get it made. Because the, the writer and co-director Saul Williams, along with Anissia Uziman, Saul's a mate. I'm a fan of Saul. Saul is, is one of the reasons... I don't think I've told him this, but one of the reasons alongside Sage Francis and others that I started doing rap, sp- spoken word. So the fact that we got to become pals and peers is an amazing thing. So years ago, there was a thing that they would, were trying to raise funds. I invested, I shared, I kind of got involved a bit. But then pandemics hit and all this kind of thing. So, so I, I kind of forgot about it. So I then get to go to a screening of it at the Ritzy Cinema in Brixton. And I'm kind of like, I hope this isn't shit. To be completely honest, that's the, that, that's what I'm thinking. Now, spoiler alert, s- since then, this has been one of the films of the year in the New York Times. It's won numerous awards. It's astounding. It's astounding. I was excited to see another pal of mine, Paloma Faith. Shout out to Paloma posting about this all excited not having caught it in its brief cinema run it's an afro-futuristic social commentary musical and i know what you're thinking another one it's amazing man as said i i i went to see it i'd say 10 minutes in i was thinking oh, is this is this too highbrow for me i'm aware that saul williams is cleverer than me all right all right, I'm aware of that. I've come to terms with that. It's fine. So we got 10 minutes in and I was like, is this, is this going to be a bit over my head? And then I just went on a journey with it. And a guy on my Discord, John Atfield Art, wrote really beautifully about it and uh, in the Discord. And I wish I had that to hand now because he articulated it maybe better than I can. But um, yeah, it's amazing. And it's been really inspiring as well. Because of, this is going to sound stupid, but seeing my name come up at the end, to having had any involvement in this wonderful, unique film, it's really given me another kick up the arse to get my scripts made to make the projects I want to make. Uh, another previous film of the year, so, sorry to bother you, when that came out, I had Boots Riley on and Boots spoke, I spoke to Boots about, how do you make your debut film so brave? so unique so bonkers often a debut director or writer has to kind of tone things down a bit make things easy to get the funding to get the permission and Boots said then oh the reason that's happened is I wasn't trying to make films I was trying to make this film this is the film I needed to make and so, so there was no compromise on that Neptune Frost has that vibe as a as a kind of debut writer director there's really interesting interviews about I, I need to get Saul and Anissa on to talk about this because their relationship as kind of co-creators is a beautiful one it was quite divided it's astounding and I will continue to shout about it for as long as I can when the digital release comes about I'll be uh, screaming it from the at the rooftops I did a video I did an Instagram video about it I'm, I'll tell you, you something now dear Dear listener, I'm not a fan of filming myself, taking photos of myself. I've basically got a bit of a selfie phobia. I don't think I've talked about this, really. Can't stand it. I'll get through it, like all things. I, I'm, I'll, I'll make it work, but 
Like when I do, <laughs> I'm going to stop talking now because I don't know why I'm talking about this and pouring my heart out. This is weird. Anyway, it's really good. <laughs> Neptune Frost is really bloody good. We're down to the last four. And as you know, three of these four, I watched in the last 24 hours and they bumped other things off. But f- f- first up is After Sun. It's worthy of all the awards it's winning and all the praise. Um, I went to see After Sun. Most of these I've I've gone to see at, at my local s- s- Cineworld. No sponsors here. I just really like my local Cineworld. It's my favourite cinema. It's the one in Basildon. It's just a proper cinema where you can get hot dogs and ice cream and stuff like that. My big tip on it is um, it's got an IMAX screen, right? But it used to be the Odeon. And Odeon had something called an impact screen. And when Cineworld took over, they built an IMAX in there. But the impact screen is still there. And it's pretty much an IMAX. So I believe it's screen... Off the top of my head, I believe it's screen 12. So when there's a big, like, action-y film out, if the IMAX is too busy or it's more expensive, get fucking in the impact, because the impact is treated as if it's one of the regular small screens, but it's not. It's the old impact screen, guys. They've rebadged it. Anyway, um, but, the, but yeah, the reason I say that is to say that I went to see After Sun at my local Everyman. And my local Everyman's about a 30-minute drive away. It's not very local. But there's a few films that I always think... Again, I'm getting into my cinema preferences now. A lot of you will know, I just like a traditional cinema. I know there's loads of cool cinemas that have got comfy sofas and wine bars and all that. Generally, I don't always want that. But... I do sometimes, and after some was was one of of of, of those times. I feel like I've missed films again. I was going to say because because one of the others I saw there because I felt it was perfect and appropriate was Triangle of, of Sadness, and I feel like I didn't mention that earlier. Triangle of Sadness was another one that had two stars right up until last night. Really good film from the director of Cube. No, Square, The Square, 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 which is one of my favourite films of all time. And also from the director of... His other film is more highly praised, and I've forgotten the name of it. It's also wonderful. It's the ski ski resort one with the, the landslide, um, avalanche. Um, can't remember the name. Anyway, j- just to say certain films I prefer to watch in an everyman and have a nice comfy seat and have a pizza brought to me in a, a warm cookie dough with ice cream shout out to every man as well after sun's amazing <laughs> it's like charlotte wells is cleaning up awards appropriately as is paul maskell from normal people and the lost daughter both films i adored or a tv show and a film i adored he's a divorced dad trying to make memories with his daughter on a holiday frankie corio is a revelation as the daughter of Sophie. And it's just a beautifully de- delicate little story told effortlessly. It feels so real and feels so true. He's quite a young dad and the kind of the balance between trying to be a dad and trying to be a pal, trying to be a grown-up. It's really good. It's really good. I find it really hard to articulate what what was so wonderful about it. And that's often the best films. The film I watched last night as my New Year's Eve film was a bit of that. A four hour and ten minute film that I can't really tell you that much that happened. (laughs) Like I I could tell you the basic story, but you'd never guess it's a four hour journey. Um, After... It isn't four hours, don't panic. Um, But yeah, really enjoyable and really... stuck with me for a good while afterwards. This and, B- B- and Barbarian, there was maybe one other, were ones that I thought they might make the films of the year, but they're probably going to be bumped off by something else. I gave them two stars, but I thought they're probably not going to... They're probably going to be one of the ones that get gets bumped off. But the more time passed after viewing them, the more I was like, no, that has to be there. It's bloody... Yeah, it's really good. Th- 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 three left, guys. Let's talk about 
the first of the th- of, of the late three. Decision to leave. Now, I'd had this noted that decision to leave come, comes out in the UK on December 30th. So I was like, well, let's fucking note that because it's the director of Old Boy, Lady Vengeance and Lojmore, Park Chan-wook. And I was well up for it and I watched it and I bloody loved it, didn't I? It's the story of a detective investigating the death of a mountain climber and kind of building kind of an obsession with one of the victims slash suspects. And now just mentioning something like old boy might make you go, ooh, is it a bit fucking mental? And Lady Vengeance and all that. It's not, it's not, it's not really a revenge story as as his his revenge trilogy kind of was. It's a really interesting more than it. It's kind of a really interesting discussion on love and the complexities of love. Because he's he's married and he loves his wife. And this person that he kind of becomes obsessed with, it's Potentially a suspect, as said, this kind of veers all around the place. I'm not going to give any spoilers. He's a police officer. His obsession potentially comes through or comes from insomnia, an obsession with the case. But what's the difference between romantic obsession and professional obsession, I guess? Um, They're both things that the person will be on your mind for a lot of time, so that can probably get confusing yeah i really enjoyed it i thought it was great i enjoyed all the twists and turns along the way i enjoyed going on a journey with the suspect of thinking of them as the bad guy and then thinking of them as the victim then thinking of them as the bad guy then the victim and things i like that it's really good that's why it's on my films of the year list (laughs) right next up the only documentary on my films of the year list. As I was watching Decision to Leave, across Stamford Lee Hope, minutes away, my brother was watching this and he slung a message in the family group chat to say, just watched a film on Disney Plus, probably going to be, or definitely going to be, one of my films of the year. Absolutely astounding. And I read that message and I went, you fucking prick. You know it's the evening of December 30th, right? You know I recalled my Films of the Year podcast on January 1st at 8am. You know I watch a film that isn't from this year as my New Year's Eve treat. And you know that I've normally got films I'm trying to squeeze in in the day of the 31st. So how are you going to do this to me? How are you going to treat me like this knowing that I respect your opinion... So much so that I will have to get this watched before the end of the year. So, ladies and gentlemen, on New, on New Year's Eve, I got up at 8am and I did my New Year's Eve workout because I like to end the year on a workout, all right? And then I showered, I cleaned myself up, and around 10am, I popped on this film, Fire of Love. It's in my films of the year, guys. It's astounding. It's a documentary about Maurice and Katia Craft, French volcanists volcanists volcano scientists and it's just amazing they were two of the biggest experts of volcanoes in like the 60s and 70s I guess and it's just a hell of a story number one the footage is amazing the footage that they took of volcanoes but it's so for fun their obsession with volcanoes is so fun um and playful despite the 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 danger there's a line in it it's a said it's the key part of this is 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 it's a it's one of the most beautiful love stories i've ever seen and there's a line in it that says their love brought us closer to the earth and it did because their love brought a far greater understanding of this whole planet which is a hell of a thing, right? A couple's love has given generations a greater understanding of the planet that we live on. They talk about how they they fell in love as experts in different areas of of kind of, of volcano science. I'm saying things so wrong here, but and they decided quite early on. They said we're not going to have kids from here on out 
it's going to be v- volcanoes. You know, morning, and noon and night, that's what we're dedicating our life to. And as a couple, that, again, it makes a difference because they're, they're waking up and working on volcanoes and discussing volcanoes and studying volcanoes. And then the footage of them going and, f- f- quite frankly, fucking about in and around volcanoes is astounding. I pray that Dennis Villeneuve has watched this and he's watching it and studying it because there's so much, there's so many visuals in this that I would love to influence the upcoming Dune films, the sequels and continuations. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing, man. It's about 90 minutes. It's on Disney Plus. It's a National Geographic thing and we get all of that on Disney Plus over here. It's a joy to watch. It really is. It's a beautiful love story and it contains some of the greatest footage of volcanoes ever ever recorded. And don't worry, it's a tragedy. (laughs) You'll get the idea early on that maybe fucking about a around volcanoes isn't the the best uh, choice for a long career but yeah it's really astounding the two films this and the other film I watched yesterday were annoyingly good as I said I had a decent idea of my films of the year and I watched these two films and I had to do a lot of thinking alright um, so that is Fire of Love it's amazing and the final film on my films of the year list is another one that's on Netflix and it is The Swimmers. What a movie. What a bloody movie. It's a true story of two sisters in war-torn Syria in 2015. And it kind of is as bleak as that sounds and it isn't. There's a scene, kind of a particular shot about 10 minutes in, or in the first 10 minutes, that caught me off guard and honestly put tears in my eyes instantly. Because it was so... It's such a beautiful shot. It's beautiful and it's heartbreaking in equal measure. It's amazing. It's amazing. I'm going to go back after this recording and watch that scene in particular again. Um, So yeah, anyway, it's the story of these two... The true story of these two sisters who were swimmers who trained as swimmers all their life and then obviously war in Syria relentless horrific war means that they have to consider fleeing and traveling all the way across the globe at great risk to seek asylum in Europe and that's the story that unfolds there's a lot more to the story I feel weird not not wanting to give spoilers when it's a true story <laughs> and it's it's evidently quite a big story but the two lead performances the direction the the, the tone and everything it was the, the, the directed by Sally El Hassani from Swansea, Wales. Astounding. And yeah, Manala and Natalie Issa just give two of the most amazing performances. It's honestly, it's so beautiful. It's such a, an insight into the journey, quite l- 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 literally into the, the journey that refugees have to go through. The risks, the pain, the horror, the terror... But these two lead characters have such a beautiful re- relationship and are so beautifully portrayed. That, and the direction, again, the writing and direction, it, it, there are real haunting moments, but they're rarely allowed to hang for too long because siblings p- pull each other out of these, these things. They fuck about. Even in the darkest of times, they find something to to mess about with and fuck about with and yeah it's beautiful and as much as I've banged on about being annoyed at having to change my films of the year list and really struggle at the last minute 
I'm so glad I caught I got this in because I would have been fuming to watch this today, for example. Podcast recorded and not have been able to talk about it. Yeah, I can't recommend it enough. It's on Netflix, easy to find. Put some time aside, put some, some focus aside. And put some tears aside, because you might need them once or twice, okay? Okay? <laughs> there we go, guys. That is my films of the year list. My top 16. I'll run through it um, for someone, for anyone, who, because I don't post the image for like a few weeks. So this is now the time to get your pen out and make a note. Brian and Charles, R- Red Rocket, Vortex, X, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Hustle, RRR, Bullet Train, Bodies, 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 Banshees of Inishiran, we're in the B section, Barbarian, Neptune Frost, After Sun, Decision to Leave, Fire of Love, and The Swimmers. Is that, have, have I done too many there? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. No, it is sixteen. Um, I will end by giving you all the films I watched this year in order, including the shortlist and longlist. Let's begin. Um, again, I'd always love to hear of the films that you've loved. If any of you watch any of these off the back of this, let me know. Let them know. Films are really fucking hard to make. And I talked to Paddy Considine about this earlier in the year. They're really hard to make and they're even harder to get people to watch. And that means that when people do watch and enjoy them, it means the fucking world. And I know there's loads of filmmakers who are probably hardened and have been doing this for years, but I refuse to believe that it still doesn't mean the world to them to hear from the viewers to say, I watched your film, mate, and it it, 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 it meant something to me. So reach out to them. Don't bother reaching out to me. I mean, I like it when I hear people who use the films of the year list to, as kind of a bingo chart to get new things in. But um, yeah, vocalise your joy, all right? In 2023, vocalise your joy in the direction of those who are responsible for it. And that's not just films or music or podcasts or TV, that's just in general, in life. In 2023, vocalise your joy in the direction of those who are responsible for it. All right, here's the films I watched in order. Licorice Pizza, Brian and Charles, Tender Bar, Mass, Scream, M- My Son, Nightmare Alley, The Tragedy of Macbeth, Belfast, Sing To, The Duke, Benediction, Paris 13th District, Kimmy, M- Master, No Exit, The Batman, The Adam Project, Jackass Forever, R- Red Rocket, Vortex, D- Deep Water, X, Fresh, Worst Person in the World, the, I've got a star, Death on the Nile, The Bubble, w- Windfall, The Outfit, Absolosangelisance, ab- Ambulance, um, Ambulosangelance, because it's just really, they love that it's in Los Angeles, they're really big on the fact it's in The Northman, Bendetta, Metalhead, Metal Lords, Sorry, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Dashcan, Top Gun Maverick, Black Phone, Spiderhead, Elvis, Hustle, Thor, The the Lost City, The Grey Man, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, RRR, Prey, Bullet Train, Day Shift, I Came By, See How They Run, Nope, Chip and Dale, The Score, 3,000 Years of Longing, a, A Ticket to Paradise, Bodies, 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 Crimes of the Future, After Yang, Clerks 3, Mona Lisa and the Blood Moon, I Used to Be Famous, Blonde, The Woman King, Banshees of Inishiran, The Stranger, Three Day Millionaire, Barbarian, The Menu, The Good Nurse, Neptune Frost, Black Adam, All Quiet on the Western Front, Watcher, Emily the Criminal, Triangle of Sadness, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Confess, Fletch, Bones and All, Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery, After Sun, The Wonder, the F- Not the Fool, Fool, You Are Not My Mother, Do Revenge, It Is In Us All, Oh, my stammer. Decision to leave. (laughs) Fire of love. And ladies and gentlemen, the swimmers. Thank you for tuning in. I've got some amazing 
guests already recorded and even more lined up for 2023. And yes, we will be doing a drunk cast. I know a lot of you have been sad that we didn't do a drunk cast to end the year. We'll get into our reasons for that, but there will be a drunk cast in January. Maybe February, but probably January. Um, Yeah, this has been my films of the year 2022. I think I said 2023 because that's the year we're in, but 2022... Thank you for tuning in. Go and watch as many films as you can. Support independent cinema, please. It's dead important. Right, I guess I'll drive home and uh, never watch any films from uh, from 2022 again because I don't want to make my list inaccurate. There's a nice breeze. The birds. Happy New Year, everyone. I'll see you next week. Until then, stay safe and stay sane. Ta-ta. You've been listening to Scroobius Pip's Distraction Pieces.